Good morning. Four people have been killed and several injured in a head-on collision between a bus and a truck on the N1 near Luchamka in the Karoo. Rescue and traffic officials are still on the scene. Western Cape Traffic Chief Kenny Africa says the stop-and-go system is in operation as one lane of the National Highway has been closed to traffic. About 50 kilometers before both of this uh, truck and a bus in a head-on collision. In this accident, uh, passengers in the bus died one female and three males, and uh, the driver and the, uh, of the bus as well as the driver of the truck was seriously injured. And then there was another 32 passengers um, with minor injuries uh, taken to the nearest hospitals. Tunisia's Interior Ministry has confirmed that a South African was among 20 tourists killed when gunmen attacked the National Museum in Tunis. Tunisian Prime Minister Habib Essid says two of the gunmen were shot dead. The attack on the famed National Bardo Museum was the first on a tourist site in years in Tunisia. Many elderly people, apparently tourists, ran in panic to safety as the attackers suspected jihadists opened fire. Among the other tourists who were killed were Italians and Germans. The Bardo Museum, built in the 15th century, houses one of the world's largest collections of Roman mosaics. The attack has been condemned by the U.S., the U.N., France and the U.A.E. Speculation about who was responsible for the attack is meanwhile being globally debated. Frank Gardner reports. It will almost certainly be a jihadist group. It's a very well-planned attack, this. They walked right past security, they waited for the tourist buses to arrive, they opened fire on them, and then they went into the museum. And it's terribly sad for Tunisia, because this was, of course, the first country for the Arab Spring to start, back in, right at the end of 2010, into early 2011. It was a relative success story, it still is, and whoever is behind this is aiming to derail that relative success. Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa has told Parliament that the leadership and energy generating challenges facing ESCOM are being addressed. This follows the suspension of four executives from the utility, including CEO Tediso Matona. Ramaphosa was answering questions in the National Assembly. He says once the inquiry into ESCOM is finalised, a much clearer executive future will be determined. It's a leave of absence just for three months as the inquiry takes off and it happens and it, it will be done within three months and thereafter a much clearer uh, executive future will, will be determined. So I believe that at the leadership level the problem will be addressed. At the generation level we are doing as much as we can in the war room. We're taking a number of measures. Deputy Minister of Human Settlements Zoe Kota Fredericks has urged beneficiaries of government-subsidized housing opportunity projects to ensure the endeavors are sustainable. She handed over 2,200 housing opportunities in Scottsdale in Cryfontaine. The development will boast 340 council rental houses, 550 fully subsidized houses and several bond houses. Kota Fredericks says those who benefit from this initiative must ensure they stick to stipulations governing ownership of these properties. One of the challenges that we have raised here is the issue of people when they get into these houses, they don't want to pay rent. We are saying, please, it must not be like the end to gateway scenario where government built houses for the people, beautiful houses. When they get in, they support to rent, people don't rent. Once you pay rent in these properties, it means that it could be maintained. 
Maintenance can be done, doors can be fixed, windows can be fixed. In fact, the health environment will develop. For Good Hope FM News, I'm Sandra Rosenberg.